This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 349 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, 2K Gray, Kentucky Performance Products, and Bed in a Box. On today's show, we have Mary Cameron on to talk about what's new in dressage fashion, and she'll stick around to give us a Total Saddle Fit Trainer Tip of the Week. Also, we were able to get Patricia Pitt, also known as the Dressage Tipser and author of The Crystal System. Scoffler Stanfield from Waxahachie, Florida. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Reese, I'm sorry that you're sick. You know, it's I know. Too I'm going to apologize in advance, everybody. My voice is not so good. Thanks, though. I'll be all right. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe a little too much work and a little too much partying has caught up to me. I'm getting old. Yeah, it's time to take a rest. <laughs> Yeah, no, no rest for the weary. It's about to be the weekend here and uh, lots of stuff going on. I'm super excited. My horse, Elon Core, owned by Town and Country Sport Horses, is we're doing our first pre St. George, Phil. It's a All big right. day. All yeah. Right. Can you do Should pirouettes? He can. He's very oh, okay. good at them. Okay. He's, he'll be fine. I'm just checking, making sure. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. I, for the I myself had not witnessed the pirouette, so. Oh, goodness. No, he's ready to go. It should be fun. I mean, he's his first one and he's seven, so I'm sure there'll be some uh, hiccups, but that's all good. You got to start somewhere. So excited about that. And uh, this weekend in Wellington is the uh, eventing challenge. Showcase, right? Yeah. So we'll actually be showing during the eventer showcase. That could be fun. I'm not really okay. sure, but yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of fun. Last year, we took him over there, yeah, and it was actually during that showcase, the first time I had him off the property, so I figure we're a year in, and he's been a lot of places now, so I'm, I'm much better than I was last year, so that's exciting. Well, hang on tight and stay safe. Exactly, and, and this week, we have a great show. Lots of stuff has been going on. Wanted to give a little bit of news and a shout out to Lars Peterson, who became a U.S. citizen today. That's really exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, very much so. And Stefan Peters on Legless earned an 84% and another personal best on his second day of the L.A. Dressage CDIW. So that was fantastic for Stefan. We're looking forward to seeing him here, I think, next week for the five-star. Um, Belinda Trussell, Canadian. Uh, she won both the Grand Prix and the Grand Prix Freestyle at the GDF uh, or Adequan Global Dressage Festival week three. Uh, she was actually quite nice to watch. If anybody gets a chance to YouTube yeah. that, it was lovely freestyle. Congratulations, was, Belinda. Yeah. That horse is just just on his way up, right? We saw him at the Pan Ams. and. I think he's putting yep. in some some personal best scores, and you know what can I say? Go Canada, right? Go Canada! I'm saying go Canada. It was that good. <laughs> it was fun to watch. It was really fun to watch. And Toonie Page on her young horse Woodstock, uh, they won the Grand Prix Special so last week. So lots of stuff going on this week. Is you know a national show. It's a quieter show this week, and then on to the five star next week. So next week, lots a three star of stuff and a five star, even more Grand Prix. 
I know it'll be so many Grand Prix. It's fun. And then on Friday night, it'll be the, the big freestyle, which freestyle, I'm sure a lot of people are going to come to. So we'll look forward to seeing. And if anybody's around, come say hi to us. We would love that. So lots of stuff going on down here. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I think we should probably get to the show because we got quite a, quite a lot going on. So after this commercial from 2K Gray, we're going to hear from Mary Cameron. Kay Gray's mission is to honor a woman's adventurous spirit by creating apparel that offers comfort while riding, plus style when you're not. In 2011, Grand Prix rider and entrepreneur Chris Pinto joined forces with fashion industry veteran Meryl Ranzer to create a chic and sophisticated line of performance riding breeches that look and feel better than your favorite pair of jeans. The line, made for women by women, is now being expanded and refined by teaming up with global equine manufacturer and distributor Intrepid International and notable fashion designer Kia Tomlin. 2K Gray offers serious riding clothes that are sturdy in the saddle, yet slimming, stunning, and sophisticated everywhere else. Each detail, from pocket shape to seam placement, is designed to enhance a woman's silhouette and to celebrate different body types. The collection is machine washable and proudly designed in the USA. Check out the new and exciting designs at 2kgray.com. That's the number 2, the letter K, G-R-E-Y, dot com. You can also follow them on Facebook at 2kgray. Feel better and ride better. 2kgray. Well, this evening, it is our pleasure to have Mary Cameron Rollins, USDF silver, bronze, silver, and gold medalist, and gold medalist at the North American Young Rider Championships on. How are you tonight? Hey, I'm great. How are you guys? We're doing we good. Are doing We're doing great. good. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for having me. It's, it's truly an honor. I appreciate it. And we're super happy to have you. And so we thought it'd be super fun. You, along with all your other titles, are the um, co-owner of Shop Chic EQ. And so we wanted you to come on, tell us a little bit about your app, and also tell us sort of what are the latest fashions in dressage this year. So I'll let you get started. Yeah, sure. Okay, I would love to. Um, first, I guess I'll, I'll start with Shop Chic EQ, which is a business that Michelle and Doug Hunt, who own Show Chic, uh, and I came together to create. And it's a website and a free download in your app store for iPhone users where you can buy and sell new and used tack apparel and equipment for all disciplines, rider to rider. Um, it's very, very simple to use, very user-friendly. One of the things that we said had to work with my mom had to be able to use it. And she absolutely can't. And uh-huh. she is not tech savvy at all. So, well, maybe, maybe uh, even Reese could use it. Yeah, maybe I can use yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait yeah, to download it. It's very, very simple. Cool, cool. What's that? Um, Sounds and, like a good app. Uh, we're, yeah, so we've been we've been spending a lot of time promoting that. We took it to Devon, and um, everybody seemed to think it was it was a great idea, and we're having a lot of fun with it. Honestly, I came up with it. I walked into my garage one day and went, "Oh my gosh, what am I going to do with all this stuff?" <laughs> and um, I came up with the idea that why isn't there an app for this? This is so silly. People should be able to sell their stuff all over the country, but be able to keep it in their own hands until it's sold. So you don't have to worry about is it sitting in a consignment shop under, you know, 10 other pairs of breeches or, 
or shoved to the back of five pairs of, of tall boots. You know, you, everyone can see it online. Um, so it works a little bit like Facebook. There's a feed, um, and you can also communicate through the seller, um, just like you would through Facebook. You can comment on uh, the different items that are for sale. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's been really, really fun. So I'm excited. I, I hope that it, uh, keeps growing and, um, I look forward to working with everybody that's using it. It's, it's been a blast. It's been a great networking tool too. I've met so many people because of it. Awesome. So how awesome. do, yeah, how do we get the app? How is that possible? Okay. So for the non tech yeah, no, like it's, it's so easy. So you go, are you an iPhone user? I'm an Android. Do you use that? You're an Android. Okay, so if you're an Android user, we don't have the Android app yet. That is coming in the near future. It is the next the next goal of ours is to, is to come forward with an Android app. But as an Android user, you can simply go in your internet on your phone and go to www.shopgeeq.com, and it will pull right up on your internet, and you can use it that way very, very easily. If you are an iPhone user, you can go into your app store, and you can Google, or not Google, I'm sorry, you can search ShopSheet EQ, and it will pop right up, and it's a free download, and you download it, and you can press a button and sign in through your Facebook if you're a Facebook user. If not, you create a username and a password, and, and you create a profile. Um, once you do that, then you're ready to start buying and selling. Oh, I think it sounds like fun. I, I can't wait. I can even do it. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah. and, so tell us. And if you don't have a smartphone, it's very easy. You can go just on your computer and, and pull up the website on your computer and use it that way. Love it. I think that sounds like fun. I'm going to go look because yeah, I have a thanks. lot of extra equipment. I'm not going to lie. It there could, you it go. There needs you to go. go. I love and it. Yeah, if you're local in Wellington, uh, for those people that are listening that are local in Wellington, I am absolutely... I'm happy to come help them set it up and get their first item on there and then help them list as many as I can so that we can sort of get the ball rolling and, and teach people how to use it to its full potential. I love it. That sounds great. Well, kind of shifting gears a little bit, you are such a fashion, you know everything that's going on. Can you kind of tell us what's <laughs> sort of new for what's this new year? What's new as you see the season what's in new? Florida? Yeah, what's new this year? Um, yeah, I would love to do that. So I'm, I'm really, really fortunate that I've had Michelle in my corner, um, Michelle Hunt, since I was a young rider, and she's really helped me kind of promote myself and kind of find my niche um, in the sport, which has just been an, an amazing gift. And um, in 2012, I went to Brentina Cup um, for the under-25 Grand Prix, and I wore, basically it was a science experiment, I wore a... Uh, <laughs> Gray, light gray shad with um, uh, pink pinstripes, pink points, and um, a pink collar. And um, we weren't even really, I guess, 100% sure that it was legal, but nobody had done it before. I was the first person to wear a jacket at a national championship that was not navy or black. So I got a lot of PR from that. And all of a sudden, it kind of was, I, I kind of it's like, wow, you know, this is really cool. Nobody's really explored this avenue before. Maybe I should really get into this because I love fashion. And, and in fact, because of that, I went ahead and I got a fashion degree from the RNC to Pittsburgh. So um, I've been really fortunate to kind of have the opportunity with Michelle to dive into it. So she's given me um, the chance. I've gone to market with her to pick out the clothes for each season the last couple of years. Um, and it's just, just been such a treat. 
um, I get to see everything that's coming out and, you know, every season before anybody else does. And we get to go through and pick out the different items that we want to have in the store. So um, that's been great. So I have to say this season, um, you know, of course, bling is still around. Bling is very popular. We're now seeing um, different ways that people are using the bling instead of just straight crystals. Uh, you're seeing a lot of, like, kind of shimmery fabrics. Um, you're seeing crystals in different places that aren't so in your face, which I think is great because it still brings the femininity forward, but it's not so blinding to the judges. What's, it's not give, give me an example. Of, give me an example of, of of this. I'm sort of curious now. Usually not my <laughs> okay, sub, so, Usually not my subject. No, but everybody I'm, knows Philip does not like bling. I mean, I, I'm, let's yeah, face I'm it, a complete so that's, no, that's totally oh fine. I respect that, and that's one of the reasons why I think this is great, that people are finding fabrics that are maybe a little bit shiny, but not so, there's not so much bling going on, and I actually have a tail coat, which is my latest tail coat, and I had um, crystals put down the, the middle of the tail, and Ooh. so it gives you, yeah, so it gives you a little something-something, but it's yep. not so much bling down the front, you know, on the helmet, on the gloves, on the collar, on the points, on the buttons, on the boots. On the spurs, you know, and then on the rabbit. That's yeah. a lot of going bling. everywhere. It's a lot of bling. A little bit, yeah, yeah, a lot of bling. It can be a little bit distracting for the judges too. So, you know, I had a little bit of bling um, on my jacket, put down the back of my tail, and it was really cool because nobody had done it before, and I got a lot of compliments. And I felt like, you know, it kept it feminine, it kept it fresh and fun, but it wasn't overwhelming. And I think people are definitely steering more towards that. Um, they're trying to find more sophisticated ways to use the bling. So, so that way, um, again, we're seeing people, they're, they're putting bling maybe on the points and the collar, but, but instead they're finding, you know, old antique buttons to use that don't have bling, but kind of match, you know. And so it, it makes it more custom to you. Um, and I think that's, that's the way to go. We really have the opportunity right now um, in dressage where it's changing so much with the way that um, we can have a little bit of fun with fashion. And I th- but I think you have to make it your own. You can't just walk in the store and say, okay, I want crystals on everything. You know, because <laughs> it, Please well, don't. It seems you like know? that's what's going on. <laughs> Philip would have a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. So what's what's going on in the everyday fashion? You know, as far as you know, breeches and boots and things. Is there anything uh, new? Seeing a, yeah, we're seeing a lot of red actually. Um, that Whoa, was kind of the, yeah. I know. <laughs> I guess yeah. A lot of red this season, and kind of a little bit of you know, in the fall we had a little bit of Bordeaux, and then spring it kind of turned into bright red. Um, and it's been a very, it's a very interesting trend. And I, I, I wasn't quite on board when it came out, but, but the more I see it on people, it really looks quite nice. And against black boots and black gloves and a black belt, it actually looks quite kind of formal looking. Um, it, it's, uh, it it's really dramatic cool anyways. Look yeah, it is. It is. You it's better dramatic. be good it's if you're wearing red pants. <laughs> you better be good yeah, if you're wearing red exactly. pants. That's all I gotta say. You better be sitting well. That's exactly right. Yeah, That's don't be exactly bouncing around. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, a lot of red, and then you know um, the newest kind of trend over the really over the last couple of years, but that I've seen become very popular over the last year is, of course, the um, the sunscreen shirts. You know that that keep yes. you. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's become very popular, and every year we're seeing. Um, you know, colors that are brighter and, and more fun. And Castell has done some beautiful embroidery on some of their shirts. 
Um, so those are becoming extremely popular. And because of that, then they're, you know, they're making them different. And uh, we have a lot more options now than just like white, yeah. navy, they're black, great. Those so, They're great shirts. Yeah. They're really, I, really I'm, good shirts. I'm in them every day. I love yeah. my Castell shirts. They're pretty fantastic. And we have an amazing selection right now at, at a show shoot. Cool. Well, Mary Cameron, thank you so much for coming on. How do our listeners find you online and find more information about your app? Absolutely. My pleasure. Um, uh, Shop Chic EQ has their own Facebook page as well as their own Instagram page. So check those out. And then I have my own uh, Facebook page and people are uh, always welcome to contact me through that. And um, also, if you go to Shop Chic EQ, there is a contact form if you ever need to get in touch with us that way. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're available for um, helping anyone get started, and, and we're really excited to keep working with the dressage community in the future. Super. Thanks so much. Thank you. Three, two, one. Right after this break from Kentucky Performance Products, we have the dressage tipster, Patricia Pitt, on next. He was her first love, the one that started it all. He taught her how to master the posting trot and navigate her first hunter course. They spent hours together exploring the trails and hanging out in the barn. His name was doodled on every page in her school notebook. His coat gleamed in the sun as he met her at the gate each day, snuffling for a treat. From the first time she saw him poking his head out of the stall, to the last time she patted him goodbye. He was, and always will be, her everything. This love story is brought to you by Nalox Advanced, providing complete support for a healthy digestive tract, which reduces the risk of colic and digestive upset. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. Well, tonight on the show, it's my pleasure to have Patricia Pitts all the way from Birmingham, England. She is the author of a book called The Crystal System. She has a website, uh, www.lightcrystal.com. And I think a lot of people have seen her stuff on Facebook from the Dressage Tipster. Welcome, Patricia. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for uh, inviting me to come along this evening. Oh, you're welcome. I think a lot of people have been been using your tips and and they've been going around Facebook like crazy. So we were like, we have to have this person on our show. And it turns out you're also the author of a really cool sort of dressage guidance book called The Crystal System. So why don't you tell us how you got into blogging and writing and, 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 and really giving out these tips? Okay. Well, um, I'm an amateur rider, and I have um, spent a lot of years very, very interested in dressage, um, but never really got anywhere or achieved very much. Um, And I got mega frustrated with that. I got really um, to the point really where I just wanted to give up because the frustrations were um, overriding everything, and I wasn't enjoying it anymore. as it transpired, I got a couple of friends that I was talking to about this, and they were feeling pretty much the same. Um, and what what we sort of discovered was that um, we probably hadn't been taught very well. And um, as a result of that, um, I, I write in my book about, you know, the thing about doing something 10,000 times and um, yeah. in order to mm-hmm. practice it perfectly. 
Um, but I'd been doing my stuff 10,000 times and I'd been doing it wrong and therefore not really getting anywhere. Um, and so I had this epiphany where I said, I've either got to get this sorted or I'm just going to start knitting or something. Um, so I went into this whole research thing and I read everything that I could possibly read um, about dressage. I spoke to lots of people um, and I was just really trying to find what would work for me. Um, I know that lots of people have lots of su success with lots of different trainers and instructors, but I just couldn't find that thing that I thought um, this is going to work for me. Um, my partner, Mark Bentley, is um, a natural rider. He's got natural balance. He is um, a very skilled rider. He rides to Grand Prix level. Um, and although he used to help me, he couldn't really understand the difficulties that I was having because he doesn't have those difficulties. Um, so the, uh, as I was researching um, and talking to people and getting out and uh, investigating what I needed to do, I discovered there were a fair few other people that were having similar problems. So I set up the Dressage Tipster because as I, as I w was learning what, what I was learning, I was discovering various things, and each of them were individual little tips. So I just put them out on the on the Dressage Tipster Facebook page, um, and I got quite a good reaction from that. So I carried on doing that and sharing with people, um, and getting uh, quite a lot of good feedback about that, and feeling really good actually about connecting with people that were feeling the same as me. Because bearing in mind that I've got this partner who's really good. That didn't make me feel particularly good about myself and my inability to be able to ride skillfully. Um, so uh, once I'd got um, a, a, you know, a number of people that I was connected with, my, my friends would say to me, well, why, you know, why don't you start a blog and we can you know, write about it and get people involved. And so I set up the um, like Crystal blog and I'd got this, huge body of work after a period of time where um, I'd been writing about things that I'd discovered. Um, and um, it, what I hadn't got was a, a method of bringing it all together and making it work for me. Um, what I think happens with people like me, grassroots riders who struggle, is that you you go and have your lessons and you you learn lots of individual little things but bringing them together in a training method that works for you is often quite difficult to do you have to be very disciplined to do that um you have to have a very clear mindset um you have to be um you have to be able to cut through all the flowery fancy speak that there is around dressage and understand it and, and through my research, this is what, what I'd actually done because in my day job, um, I'm a director for an electrical testing company. Um, it's all about quality and lean thinking and um, organizing the business. Um, so I bought some of those skills that I've got in terms of being able to organize things. Um, I bought it all together um, and created the crystal system which was actually um, 
about two years in the making. Yeah, I can imagine wow. it would take yeah, a long time. I, yeah, so would sure. you say it was a culmination of a, a lot of the tips, or, or um, how did it come yeah. about to, to bring it, it all together? I, I didn't actually set out to write a book or to make a system, as it were. Um, it was all about uh, my own journey and learning and sharing what I was learning with other people and finding that those people related to what I was saying. Um, and then, I, as I said, I had this body of work um, that had no real way of pulling it together and making it work for me. Um, and that was when I sat down and thought, well, I'm pretty good at organising stuff at work. Um, why can't I put this business-like approach to um, to, to my hobby? Um so I sat down and thought about goal setting and um, analysing myself from head to toe, which is, is what's all in the book, um, and just started pulling it all together. Um, when I actually decided that I was going to pull a book together, um, a lot of it was uh, already on the blog, so I just pulled that information and then made it into a, a system that I have found works for me and and as it happens, works for quite a few other people as well. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. And it really, there's a lot of talk about kind of mental fitness. And, and so can yeah. you talk to us a little bit about that and how that, um, being an amateur writer, how that kind of affects your writing? And Yeah, I think um, one, of, one of the things that, that is lacking in the amateur writer is the professional's approach. So um, I think... I think that with the amateur rider, they um, they don't appreciate that they need the same sort of uh, deal that a, a professional rider has, which is a whole um, team of people to help you do what you want to do. Um, through the process from the beginning, I would never have said I need a handful of people. Uh, at the end of this process, I'll have a physio, I'll have a masseur, I'll have a trainer, I'll have a accountability buddy, um, my horse will have his physio, the vet, the dentist, you know, my horse has all those things, I didn't think I needed those people, but I do, because what I discovered was that um, I'd got a whole host of problems with my body um, associated with a broken collarbone that I've, injury that I've had um, 17 years ago. Um, and the fall that I'd had where I'd landed on my bottom and pushed my pelvis out. So I ended up having chiropractic treatment on that. And that was directly as a result of me saying, why can't I do this? Why, can't, why won't my horse go straight? Well, that's because I'm sitting crooked. Um, why am I sitting crooked? Well, because my spine is out of alignment. So get yourself to the chiropractor. So now I have regular sessions with the chiropractor. I also have a regular massage because if I don't, my horse tells me that um, you know, she, she, she struggles to go left um, yeah. properly. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Uh, and yeah. I, I think, think everybody has you know, yeah. a little bit these issues. And, and that's what I liked about the crystal system and, and the book and, and the tips is it's not, it's not really a dressage book. It's, a, it's, it's, it's about how to approach the sport and how to, you know, how you need yeah. a, a support system and a, and, and a mental way to approach things and, and, and different ways to, to make sure that you're getting the most out of your lessons and the most out of your horse. And like you said, and to deal with everybody's unique 
um, positives and negatives and, and yeah. really so that you can come to the sport, you know, not as a limber, fit teenager who's, you know, ready to jump on and attack things, yeah. but like everyone, like everyone is not, not that person. Um, especially, uh-huh. you know, especially in dressage, I think, you know, it's, uh, it gives you a way to, to, to attack your goals rather than just getting yelled at for an hour during a lesson. <laughs> yeah, and I think um, I don't think I answered uh, Ruth's question about the about the mindset because um, I sort of went on to the physical side of things. But actually, the mindset is really important um, because I'd got myself to the stage where it was a um, you know, I'm, I'm either going to sort this out or I'm going to sell my horse. Um, I wanted it to be, it had become a very negative thing for me, so I, I wanted it to become a very positive thing. Um, so I was looking for a really positive way to get myself motivated. And what I discovered was um, that dressage is really, really, really difficult. <laughs> yeah. And you've, yeah. you've, actually, you've got to embrace that. You've got to love doing that. Um, yeah. uh, you, you've got to, uh, I think... Um, enjoy the, the critique so it's not not everything is really good every time you go into the arena because that's not the way that dressage is it's actually about almost nitpicking the the things that are going wrong so that you can work on those to um, to improve um, and, and you've got to embrace that and enjoy it because if you if you don't every time you get off your horse you're just going to think oh god I'm just so yeah, and just be a negative yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah be frustrated. For sure. Yeah, I mean, how yeah. many people go around and and basically pay to be judged and criticized? You know, to go to a show exactly. and, and exactly. Be, get, be getting negative feedback or or you know yeah. feedback that that uh, you have to have a good ego about it and a positive way of looking at it for sure. Yeah, yeah, and um, at the end of the book, I talk about um, dealing with a crisis and apologize for calling. You know the fact that my horse won't bend a crisis because clearly um, you have to put these <laughs> it's things. Not really into crisis, yeah. yeah, it's not really a crisis. <laughs> it's in, yeah, yeah, okay. it's really, it's, yeah, it's not. It's not a crisis as such. It is as far as your riding is concerned. But um, yeah. so I put some strategies in there for people to um, pick themselves up when things aren't going according to plan. Because not only have you got the constant uh, critique of yourself and and the, the striving for perfection, which is you know, never going to happen. Um, but also, you've got to, things that go wrong uh, that you have to deal with. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's about embracing that never-ending journey of um, of discovery and um, and knowing that it is a lifetime of learning. And unless you're um, Carl Hester and Charlotte Desjardins, um, you know, you're... you're never going to get to the point well i think i think one of my favorite sayings yeah one of my favorite sayings patricia is that it takes two lifetimes to learn how to ride well so i mean most of us are just on the first one we don't have that do we no No. (laughs) so So, can you sorry go ahead ahead. no i was going to see patricia can you share some of those strategies with our listeners or a sneak peek into the book and what are some strategies that if things aren't going well what would you suggest that some people do when things aren't going so well. So um, I go through um, a whole section in the book about reframing your thinking. Um, and um, 
there's a just bear with me. Um, there's a, a there are nine points really there. The first one is that um, just because you're struggling doesn't mean that you're failing. Um, you may lose your way um, a little bit, but that doesn't mean that you're, you're never going to get there. Um, that everything in life is temporary. So um, if things are good at the moment, that's great. Have some fun with that because that is going to end because everything is temporary. Um, <laughs> and therefore, if things are going wrong, you can take some positive from that because, again, that's going to end. It's also temporary, yeah. That's yep. also temporary. That yeah. um, worrying and complaining changes nothing. Um, I spent a whole bunch of time bemoaning my fate about not being able to ride well, um, having uh, aspirations to, um, you know, to be a skillful rider, and um, you know the people around me, uh, God bless them, they, um, they they put up with me for some time until eventually I said, I'm going to do something about it. So you well, know, complaining you doesn't change anything. If if um, it just makes it just complaining about today just makes tomorrow worse i think that's a fairly well-known yeah. saying yeah those are good tips so thank um, you for coming on the show tonight um uh, can you let you. our listeners know how to find your stuff online yes absolutely so uh the dressage tipster is um the facebook page um the blog is at um www dot um like crystal dot com um and uh, the book can be purchased through um, through the website or um, on Amazon, although I'm not sure it's available in the U.S. yet. Okay. Well, I'm sure people can can find you or, or you know and and send you an email online if they if they like to like to get the book and they're from uh, the U.S. or or anywhere around the world. Yeah. What what I um, anyone that subscribes to the blog, what tends to happen is that they get an email that says um, it would be really great if you just told me what you're struggling with and then I um, will always respond uh, personally to those oh, emails. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Personal connection. Not, yeah, well, it's normally something that I've already spoken to someone about or written a blog about. So um, anyone that, um, that subscribes will get a personal email from me to say, well, have a look at this blog or um, in actual fact, it's a really good way for me to find out the problems that people are experiencing sure. um, and if um, if there's something I haven't come across before then I'll say oh that's brilliant I'll write a blog about that awesome awesome well thank you again so much for joining us from so My far pleasure. away it's, it's, it's <laughs> great well, that was super fun hearing from Patricia Pitt. Uh, I hope everybody looks up her um, her book and her dressage tipster on Facebook. It's quite fun uh, to follow her. And uh, right after this tip from Bed in the Box, we're going to come back with the Total Saddle Fit Tip of the Week. Welcome to BedInABox.com, where you'll find the most comfortable, pressure-relieving memory foam mattress at only one-third the cost of the leading brands. We have created an exclusive memory foam that sleeps cooler, rebounds quicker, and cradles your body in pain-relieving comfort better than other types of memory foams. Introducing our new memory foam technology. By swirl-infusing gel into our advanced memory foam, we have created an even cooler, more comfortable sleeping surface. Best of all, it's made right here in the USA. 
he had been dealing with back pain and chiropractor visits for a while, so we decided it was probably time to find a new mattress. So we started doing some research on memory foam mattresses and found bendabox.com. We were on a trip with some friends and they actually had a bed in a box mattress in their camper. And on their recommendation, we decided to get one for ourselves. They got it to us in no time. We had no problem adjusting and we were thrilled with the comfort. In fact, my husband doesn't have to get up early anymore due to back pain. He can lie in bed for as long as he likes without any discomfort. We recommend Bed in a Box to anyone who has back problems or just needs a good night's rest. We believe we have created the world's best memory foam mattress. Using independent, accredited labs, we have tested our mattresses against the industry leaders to ensure comfort and durability. Test results show our mattresses relieve pressure better than the more expensive ones found in retail stores. Buying a mattress over the internet may seem risky. That's why we offer a 120-day zero-risk return policy. You get a full 100% refund if you're not satisfied. No hidden fees and no return shipping charges. And we back them with a 20-year warranty. Sound too good to be true? Don't take our word for it. Read what real customers are writing about us on Facebook, Twitter, Viewpoints.com, and other third-party review sites. We are dedicated to quality and service. We offer fast, free shipping to the contiguous U.S. Your mattress will arrive conveniently packaged and will be ready to sleep on within minutes. With the benefits of the leading brand mattresses, but at one-third the cost, why wait? Start getting the best sleep of your life. Call, chat, or email one of our friendly customer care agents to learn why 99% of our customers sleep better and toss and turn less on their new bed-in-a-box mattress. Well, this afternoon, we have Mary Cameron Rollins back, USDF bronze, silver, and gold medalist in North American Young Rider Championship individual gold medalist back for our Total Saddle Fit Trainer Tip of the Week. Mary Cameron, welcome back. Thank you. I'm so excited to be back. I just love talking to you guys. <laughs> well, it's been a well, lot of fun At least somebody tonight. does, right? Yeah, exactly. We paid her to say that. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're really excited. And one of our things we were chatting earlier is, is tell us, what would you say either your pet peeve or your trainer tip would be? And so uh, get us started. Okay. Well, you know, I think that I've been in a way very fortunate to have kind of um, spooky and, and sensitive horses, which, you know, is in a way made me successful because I've been able to find ways to deal with that and, and make that energy go in the right direction, if you know what I mean. Um, and so I guess what I would really like to, to focus on as, as a pet peeve is, is helping someone um, who maybe has a horse like that that's having trouble finding certain exercises or the correct way to handle it. Absolutely. And it's, it's a big, you know, it, that's a big problem for a lot of people. So tell us, what's, what's your, how would you go about this working with a fresh horse? So, okay, when I have a student that has a fresh horse and the horse comes out and, and they're spooking a little bit or they're running away, uh, running away from the rider a little bit, oftentimes I see that the rider wants to grab the horse, become stiff, and pull the horse back and make them either trot in a very small trot or walk in a very small trot. And generally what I see is the horse gets more and more upset because they feel already tense. And so when the rider becomes tense, it, it amplifies everything. And so my tip for my riders is, is of course, to go forward because that is the best answer uh, in almost every situation to, create, to cre correct problems like that. Um, but there are exercises that I use too 
um, to help my horses when they're fresh. And the first one would be lots of transitions. So if you can get your horse going forward and you can create a nice circle or whatever kind of circle you can create at that moment, um, start focusing on, on the basics. Go back to, you know, the idea of the half halt. Or maybe you have to go to a full halt. And then you're soft with your hands, and then you ask for the transition forward with your leg, of course, and your seat a little bit until the horse's back starts to relax. And then you can go to canter, and you can do the same thing, canter to trot, canter to walk, walk to canter. And and if you have to, if the horse is running through your aids, then maybe you have to halt once in a while. And then the horse starts again to focus on what the rider is doing because it becomes more interesting than what's going on around them. However, it does that without becoming, without attacking the horse or making them feel like they're confined. So you're taking away the idea of claustrophobia and you're giving them, no, no, please trot forward, you know, canter forward, but then, oh, I want you to walk here. Or I want you to trot here. And so it, it gives them something to think about instead of all of the things going on around them. Yeah, I just Another wanted to, uh, that, in this conversation, yeah. I just wanted to focus on um, on something that you said about, about causing the horse's claustrophobia. I mean... You want to be able to slow them down and make half halts, but you also want to be able to release the contact. I think, you know, for a horse that you're describing, they're, they're, they, by holding them in the reins and trying to say, okay, stay slow, stay slow, or stay and walk, or, you know, that, that you're just going to make problems worse and you're going to, you're going to make the tension way, way worse. I think, um, the more that you can sort of, relax yourself and allow the horse to move forward you know maybe the tempo isn't the the best tempo maybe it's a little fast right but you have to find right. a way to create the right tempo while still bringing relaxation and swing into the gates and so i think Absolutely. that's that's the most important thing to a tense sort of a little bit spooky horses they have no swing and so if, if the rider doesn't right. do something to in to induce that you're not going to get anywhere. I mean, you can be on a horse like that for hours yeah. and, and have the yeah, same exactly. horse. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to, and it, yeah, right. and it just makes them more and more, more and more upset and more and more where they feel like you're not on their team. You're not on their side because they're already upset and then you're creating something else for them to be upset about, you know? Right. Well, and right. I think yeah, there's true. a, yeah, I think there's a lot of times too, and it happened today here in the arena. We, we have a, um, one, uh, team that's down here and, and it's, it's a little different, uh, scenario here at the barn. We're renting and we're with other horses. So there are other horses in the arena. It's not, she's not the only yeah. one and, and she was riding along right. and, and her horse can get a little tense when a horse goes by. But I said to her today, you know, don't be tense before it even happens. That right. doesn't work. Right. You've got to relax. I know. Just tell people where you're going, take a deep breath, and try not to create a problem when a problem doesn't happen. Maybe it's happened yeah. in the past or this horse has been a little spooky with other horses. But, you know, if, if he's not doing it or, or you're trying to get him through it, the worst thing you can do is tense up and pull on the reins because then it makes the Absolutely. horse even more stressed out. So yeah. that's one of the and, things. And then know. the horse the horse starts to associate Every time another horse goes by, they start to associate the rider getting tense. So right. then it becomes a snowball effect. Right, right. You exactly. just feed back into it. I think something that I heard, it was either yesterday or the day before, is that your horse is your best mirror, right? If you want to know yeah. how what your that's riding good. is, just look how the horse goes. If the horse goes short and tense, maybe you know that's a really good indication that the rider rides in a, in a tense sort of cramped way. So. You you know the horse is not going to undo your problems for you. You have to do that. You have to take responsibility. Do that for yourself first, and then and then the horse will will come along with you. But you know, um, 
I really and, like that. No, I yeah. think that that's really a good, uh, that's a yeah. wonderful analogy on the horse is your mirror. And, you know, yeah, I think absolutely. as humans, you know, it's our, it's our and first reaction is to be tense. And that tension is, that's the horse, you know, that's fight or flight, right? So they're like, oh my God, there's yep. something to be worried about versus, yep. you know, relax, take a deep breath, put your driving aids on, go forward, come back, whatever you're doing, you know, that's the time not to grab and hold because that's the worst yep. thing you can do. Yes, I would agree with you 100%. Mary, is there any uh, specific exercises that you want to talk about with this or um, do you have any ideas as far as well, that goes? Yeah, I mean, I think, first of all, I think the transitions, I think that's a, an excellent exercise because it, it gives the horse, it, first of all, it gives the horse something very simple that they've done since they were three years old to go back and do, but it also gives them something that they have to focus on. So it a little bit, it takes the focus off whatever is scary. It gives the rider a chance to catch their breath in the walk if they're a little bit nervous with the horse. Um, I would also say that, you know, if you can get any kind of lateral work, shoulder ends, even if it's only a, I'm, I'm sorry, leg yield, even if it's only a couple of strides, just to start to manipulate and open the, the back and, and the hips a little bit of the horse. I, I think that that helps a lot. The more that you can do to cause relaxation in both the rider and the horse, um, the better. And, and uh, I think that's, you know, where it comes from. And, and again, going back to what Reese was saying about not grabbing, if the horse spooks, you know, maybe if the horse picks up the canter, do a small circle in the canter, catch your breath, relax, come back to the shot and go back to whatever you're doing like it didn't happen. Um, so I guess that would be, um, that would be no, what I would tell my student if I had that yeah. problem. Me, no, I, 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 I just right. want to introduce a, a, one of my favorite exercises for, for this type of horse. I've ridden a lot of thoroughbreds, yeah. so I just have a lot of experience. And they're sort of my favorite yeah. horses too, you know. So these are the ones I enjoy riding is, is um, you know, introducing the serpentines, introducing yes, the, absolutely. Introducing the, the um, transitions as you cross the center line on your serpentines. Um, mm-hmm. And as we know, there's lots of different types of serpentine, serpentines you do. For yeah. the more advanced horses, yeah. I like the to stay within the quarter lines and just keep working back and forth because the horse has a hard time anticipating and getting fast on on uh, directional changes. So if you're going, you know, just working your way back and forth yeah. around the arena, you find that the horse starts to relax and mm-hmm. you're not pulling backwards on your on your reins. You're just sort of pushing the horse back and forth and and using yep. a ton of bending. So I think that is sort of my yeah. favorite thing to yeah, do. Yeah, I. Yeah, I think that's a great exercise. And one of the things that we do um, it, with a young horse that I'm working with right now is that um, we do in the, within the serpentine a couple of legs, a couple of um, strides leg yield uh, when yeah. you're switching yeah. direction. So the that's horse good. has to step yeah. away from the inside leg, create bending, give a little bit, and then they're already looking a little bit to the inside, so they're not so likely to spook at whatever's going on outside the yeah. ring. So I agree with that 100%. Yeah. I, I didn't want to make it too complicated, but yeah, I, I always do a lot of leg yeah. yielding on the serpentines. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, yeah, the more no, leg yielding you really do, good, yeah. then, then the horse like, has to relax to the leg instead of just running away from it, right? Sometimes exactly, if you're just doing yeah, transitions, totally. it's all push forward, come back, push forward. But when you start to really work side to side, and especially when you get the horse really crossing over, they can't rush to the next step because they got their they yeah. got their one hind leg in front of the other one, so they can't get fast, right? They can really slow a horse yeah, down if you totally. get really good at leg yielding. But it's you know, well, you don't want to be flying loops. from one side to the other side. Yeah, of the I was just gonna say it keeps your loops. I mean, that's the one thing that I caution people when they ride serpentines or or, or riding a figure to help with suppleness and elasticity is to be careful that you're really watching the line that you're on. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or is it diving to the inside of the serpentine? If if it's going to be 10 meters, make it 10 meters or whatever the size or make, make your geometry. Yeah. Have a plan. Have a plan. Yeah. You don't want to be going all around all getting crazy running into people. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> or running out the, the ring. I mean, that's the other. That's the other. Thing. <laughs> yeah, that too. And I've had happen that many times. You know, well, a lot of times when you have a, yeah, when you have um, horses that are hot or spooky and they come out and they're fresh, I see a lot of people leave their their leg off because they're afraid to touch right. the horse with right. the leg, yeah, and I feel it. like that's really the the moment to to kind of press your leg and say, no, you have to accept my leg. And I I think the serpentines um, are are so good for that. Um, to, to have the horse accept without without causing more tension. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, absolutely. absolutely. Well, Mary Cameron, thank you so much for coming on and doing our Total Saddle Fit Tip of the Week trainer tip. Um, how can our listeners find you online? It was my pleasure. And I am on Facebook, uh, Mary Cameron Rollins. And uh, I'm also on Instagram. So you can find me there. Great. Thanks so much. Thank you. This tip brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, the shoulder relief girth that Reese and Philip both love. And here's why. The saddle fit solution you have been waiting for is finally here. TotalSaddleFit.com is proud to introduce the shoulder relief girth. This strategically shaped girth actually moves the girth line of your saddle back over one inch, thereby freeing your horse's shoulders from the saddle. Traditional girths pull saddles up against a horse's shoulders and often over the top of the shoulders. The shoulder relief girth's recessed ends allow for the billets to buckle into the girth farther back to give your horse unparalleled freedom of motion. We are so certain that your saddle will fit better and your horse will be more comfortable that for a limited time we are offering a 30-day, 110% money-back guarantee. If you are not totally satisfied with your shoulder relief girth, send it back for a full refund plus 10% of the purchase price. Don't wait. Order now for the best saddle fit solution available. At totalsaddlefit.com. Visit totalsaddlefit.com. Well, Phil, I'm glad my voice held up kind of for the show. So I apologize. <laughs> for the most part, we got a, a pretty good show in, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so I apologize again in advance, and next week I, I hope I'm better. You're going to be sure. better, yeah. No more apologies. <laughs> the sun, sun and final help. Uh, but always remember, everybody, we love your emails and Facebook shout-outs. Keep them coming. We always like to hear from you. And a a you little can note find- about that. We actually yeah. we got over 3,300 uh, Facebook likes now. Pretty awesome. Get your friends. We like even more. <laughs> we it's love fantastic. Facebook friends. <laughs> like yeah. Facebook friends. Phil like tracks it, everybody. I track so keep it. Phil, yeah, so yeah I don't, I, I don't track it. make my day by if I get like 10 or so in one day, that'd be crazy. Yeah, let's get more. <laughs> exactly. So keep those likes on Facebook coming. And you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. You can find me at philipparksequestrian.com and my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a show and don't forget to check out all the other shows on Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody keep your heels down and your shoulders back and we will talk to you next week. <laughs>